This episode has been video recorded and uploaded to our YouTube channel, Better Half JK. Welcome to our very first Q&A episode. Welcome from our bedroom. Yes, this is this is where the magic happens. This is my new beanbag that I sit in. Yes. Kimper's over there and on the, the bed. the comfy bed. Yes. So you guys brought us some, you didn't hold back. We have some very good and interesting questions. Lots of them. Yeah, so we're going to try to... Roll through this. Roll through them. Yeah, so answer as many as we can. Let's just dive right into it. Go for it. Okay, first question is, how did y'all meet? And so that I don't take up any more time, in our first episode, if you haven't gotten to listen to that yet, we um, talk about how we met, give all the, the details on that. Story. Full love story It's there. entitled Welcome. Yes. So go, go give it a listen. Yeah, check that one out. Question two, which we're not going to number these. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> What topics did you discuss before trying for baby number one? Man, we had some conversations. I mean, I remember when we first got married, we were like, okay, let's be married for like two years and then we'll be ready to have kids. Two years got here. We were like, no, 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 not ready yet. We're like, "Mm, maybe like uh, when we hit five years and then five years got here and we were like, not ready yet. (laughs) So I feel like we're now what eight years in. We're almost nine. The summer will be nine. So I knew that. And we're 24 weeks pregnant. Um, So I just feel like it's different for everybody. Some people are ready to have kids super quickly. We wanted to enjoy as much life as we could together before having kids. So we knew it was going to be such a huge life change. Like the rest of your life you're giving to this this kid. You know, it's not like once they get 18 and even get out of the house, you're done with them. It's like forever from here on just Joe and Kemp, me and Kemper's story, like it's a, it's transitioning. It's a new chapter. Totally. Our story isn't over, but it just changes so much. And we just had those big conversations. For sure. So I think we just kind of decide where we landed on it was, you know, at the point I turned 30, you start just kind of, you do get on a time clock and there still is time after 30, but we were like, okay, I think, you know, we're feeling good about moving into that next chapter. We've had we'll have had about close to nine years to 11 years together, yeah. nine years married of, of having time together and everything. And we we're like, okay, you know, so we weren't trying, but we weren't, we were just kind of like, let's just let it happen. Whenever it happens, we weren't like trying to keep up with when I was ovulating or anything. We we're just like, let's let, I think we're in a season where if it happens, it yeah. happens. If it doesn't, then maybe it wasn't meant to be. So, which we had, a, we also had, like. and we need to, <laughs> we're spending so much time on this one, yeah. but we, uh, we had a lot of, outside not a lot but a little bit of outside pressure I would just advise people that never let outside pressure even from a partner if you're not ready if both of you can't decide together that we're ready to do this and because it's such a huge life change so just don't don't fold to outside pressure just make sure you have those deep intimate conversations those real conversations of are we ready to make this huge life change totally and I think I think we're getting there yeah we're almost ready yeah (laughs) Okay. Favorite place you've traveled together and why? Um, I'll give mine. We may have different ones. Um, one, a trip I think that sticks out a lot in my mind. They've all been incredible and amazing, but I loved Hawaii. Um, and we've been to Hawaii yeah. twice, yeah. I think. Yeah. I've loved it both times we've gone. Three times. Really? Maybe Honolulu twice and then Maui one. That was, no, that was a, the second trip was Honolulu and, and Maui. Yeah. You're right. So I think that's been my favorite just because to me it doesn't feel like we're so, so far away. Um, it's still familiar because I guess it's still the U.S. So speak like, English. I was, yeah, just the language and the food and the... You don't have to have a passport. Yeah. Everything just felt more comfortable in a sense, I guess. And then it is just so incredibly beautiful. Like you have mountains and and then I am a water baby. So I love being in the water. So the water is beautiful and the beaches. And it, for me, just it checked so many of my boxes. So that is probably my favorite one yeah it was a great one i would probably lean to europe oh, okay 
What were you thinking? I was thinking you were going to say Bali. I feel like you love Bali. Bali was amazing. <laughs> Europe, I think it was just because the like sentimental side of it. It was for your 30th birthday. Um, it was on the top of your bucket list. Jordan planned that trip for yeah. me and surprised me for, scavenger hunt. for my birthday. Yeah, on that go trip. find it if you can. Yeah, it was, <laughs> no, that trip was absolutely amazing. It was a little more, um, we were jumping from place to place. So for my personality type, that can get a little like exhausting, I guess, but it was amazing and beautiful. For sure. Agreed. Next question. Had this crush for forever. I feel like he's just not into me and now back from break and don't know what to do. Do I let it go? I wish he'd make a move. Just trying to trust God's plan. (laughs) You go. I feel like um, it's so tough when you have a crush on someone and it's feeling like it's not reciprocated or you don't know where it's going or what's going to happen and you just want answers and everything like that. But I feel like maybe in this situation, a good thing to do is to set like a, if if the communication isn't happening, if you're not feeling comfortable saying, hey, what's going on? What are you feeling? And, you know, things like that to maybe set a time limit for it. I'm going to give this a month. And if something hasn't progressed or happened by then, then for my own mental health and for my own worth of, of what, you know, I feel like I'm worth in a relationship, I'm just going to like move forward and and everything like that I always think communication is great so if you can communicate that to the person I think that's awesome and you guys can talk and you can set even say hey you know I can give this a month and if it hasn't gone anywhere then I have to kind of you know move forward with my life and everything so yeah I think that's great advice I know sometimes you can communicate how you feel and feel as though it's not reciprocated, but from a guy's standpoint, and and this can flip flop between guys and girls, girls. It's just from my experience and the the guys I know, you could express your feelings, and the guy feels the same way, but he he just didn't know how to show you love or show you that he cared, or and that kind of gives guys an out. But it's not. He needs to step up to your your expectations and what how you feel loved and valued. You need that. But maybe it's a situation where he didn't know how you felt and he didn't know how to show you how he felt. And so maybe that could be the miscommunication. But always, I think, communicate how you feel. And like you said, give it a timeline. And if it doesn't move in that timeline, then there's probably he's just not into you. Yeah, totally. And that's tough. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Did you always believe in God or did you grow into the faith? We were both born and raised in West Monroe, Louisiana. Um, That is in the Bible Belt of America. And so we were both raised uh, in church and surrounded by family and a society that believed in God. Um, our faith has definitely transformed. We still do believe in God and have strong spiritual, uh, practices. Um, so you, it's definitely transitioned. It's grown, but we did grow up believing in God. Yes. No, I agree with that. We, um, have definitely grown into our faith because we've kind of just taken a step back from what was taught to us, I guess, for so many years and just did our own thoughts, research, and developed our own kind of opinions and stuff on the situation. So, yeah, yeah. that's where we're at with that, I, I would say. Yeah, we've definitely quite, like, there are some people who grow up here and they just never question, and, and that's fine. They just always believe and never really venture out. But, I mean, we've we've uh, researched other religions and, and kind of why do we believe this? Is there substance there? Is there history? Does this even make sense? What are other people's beliefs? And kind of questioned it, and, and we've come to a solid agreement and decision that we do believe in a God and that's where our faith is. Yeah, totally. Next is what are your thoughts on waiting for marriage? I'm assuming this is waiting to have sexual relations. Right. I feel like um, growing up the way we did, like in our, in Christianity and everything, they say, you know, you want to wait until marriage, like, wait until marriage it was a big kind of rule that that is a part of that and so I think it just kind of depends on your own experiences your own beliefs and everything like that just from a 
simply like platonic standpoint, um, I think that it's really cool to be able to say that and wait on certain things until marriage because to me it just makes it that much more that much more like special whenever you are married and it's not like oh everything's just the same like as it was before so I mean I don't think there's it's totally your own preference and and mindset but I think that there is beauty in waiting on certain things to marriage for sure it gives you something to look forward to in marriage if before marriage you're living together and having sex all the time or as much as you want or it just yes marriage is still exciting because you get the celebration of the ceremony and then you get to i guess make it official solidify it that is a commitment you're now legally one entity um there's tax benefits but um yeah, I guess it, as much as you can save for marriage, even I, I think sleeping in the same bed, like uh, cooking together, like that stuff's just fun after marriage. You can look forward to it. It's a change. It's like, wow, this is something. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough because each, each had we been twenty, have we been 30 when we started dating? Totally. Like, looks a little different. It looks very different. We were 18 and 19 and right. 20. So totally. What relationship advice has been, has had the biggest positive impact on your relationship? Um, I'll give mine and then if you want to give yours. For me, I think it's just been like waking up each day and having the other person like the forefront of your mind, like, and not thinking about yourself and what what you want and what you desire and just more so like if you're each thinking about each other then you're each gonna meet each other's needs so thinking about what can I do for him today what will you know make him happy or how can I um better our relationship today or just things like that like waking up each day with that mindset and that intentionality I think just keeps the relationship in a really good and healthy place yeah that is good one that I can think of, which we could probably have a whole episode on this, but women are like rivers. And so what that means is something you put in a river, like let's say liquid, you dump trash, liquid trash, whatever, Powerade, whatever you can envision, it flows down the river. It's not like you can just grab it and take it out at that point. Um, and what that relates to is, let's say Kemper and I f- have an argument and we have a disagreement and fight and stuff on Monday, Tuesday, that's still there. Yes. She can work on trying to get it out of the river, trying to whatever, but she can't, there's no stopping a river. It just flows and there's no like separation where the next day I may be fine because I'm guys are compartmentalized. We can bottle up all of our emotions and tension, put it in a room, shut the door and not think about it anymore women it flows if you do if you do if you put bad in the river monday tuesday wednesday and then friday you're wanting something amazing you're wanting to go out with the boys or you're wanting to have sex steamy sex whatever like the woman may not be there she may she may feel unloved uncared for undesired because trash has been poured in the river and only but again that can flow the other way you put great stuff in the river monday tuesday wednesday friday the woman is amazing even if you do a small mess up or whatever like mess up like do something that offends her you know that's yes. that's some of the best advice that, I think that I is got. good when we learned that one in our premarital counseling and it, it definitely helped like to be applicable in our marriage and like understand those things for sure this is a quick one fabe hobby to do together everything no name one okay um hmm. i like going this is kind of like simple but this was supposed to be a fast one i know sorry i'm just trying to think i think i like going out to eat maybe or like going to a new restaurant or going to do something like new and like experiencing it together and it just being like me and you and I guess that and that's not really a hobby, but <laughs> like food connoisseur. <laughs> yeah. A hobby. I don't food know. Food exploration. I mean, I have 
a lot. Okay, go for it. Taking pictures, going out and like me taking pictures, her dressing up, us both dressing up, taking pictures. That's always fun. I guess to me that has become our job. What is our job? Yeah. Started as a hobby. Well, another one. Okay. Tennis. Yes, just haven't done done that in so long. We used to play chess together. That was fun. Yeah. These are all past hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) Pickleball. Past hobby. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, working out. We always work out together, and we'll we'll have partner workouts where you have a couple up, and we enjoy doing that together. So go back to my original statement. Everything basically. Okay. Are y'all set on a name for a baby girl? If so, how did you know it was the one? So this is an interesting story, but. At some point in high school, I wasn't even dating the person I thought I was going to marry or anything, but I think I was just randomly one day writing out names, and I was like, I have a unique name, and I've I've enjoyed that in my life, so I think I want my kids to maybe have like a unique name. So I just started writing letters and combining things and just trying to make a unique name, and yeah, I came up with one then, and I, at the point Jordan and I met, I think when we were talking about kids and stuff, I told him, and he was like, oh, I like that, <laughs> and we've just held on to it for all of this time, so. Yeah. So, we got one. We have one, but we're going to reveal that at the, we'll wait till the birth. Letter by letter. So, yeah. We're going to hide it among the <laughs> earth, and you'll yeah. have to find it. Yeah. Do you guys argue sometimes? No. Never. Next. We're perfect. <laughs> I never dump trash in the river. <laughs> Only good no. goes into the river. We, I feel like it's one of those things where in the beginning we would definitely argue a lot more. Just when you're trying to figure each other out, figure out how each other works, combining two lives is difficult and you're going to butt heads, I feel like, even when you are very similar. So we definitely had a lot of arguments in the beginning. Um, and then I think we learned how to deal and navigate those. So I mean, to this day, arguments, I would say they are pretty few and far between if something starts getting a little, you, you know. You can sense that. Yeah, and, and I think just we just try to shift yeah. it and, and and understand each other, and it doesn't get to an argument, which is good. I can sense but, when I hurt her feelings or offend her. She can sense when she's doing the same to me or whatever, and you just kind of learn to uh, not avoid that topic but you kind of figure out okay let me back off and figure out how that offended him in a different way than just keep pressing into it yeah for sure um sometimes we do just agree to disagree on certain things yes on the skin layer i think that's a question in the mushy middle oh (laughs) whoops uh when did you know you were ready for a baby i think we covered that Uh, yeah we did um how to stay BFFs with your spouse and keep this lighthearted? I feel like um, it depends on what your relationship was, the foundation is of it. If you started out as friends, which is kind of how we did, we were best friends from the start, and then we just incorporated or that romantic part just naturally came along throughout it. So we always had that friendship base. And with that, I feel like we just never if you have that just like never stop being friends so it's just like the things that we enjoy doing as friends it's just we've continued to do those things and to continue to view each other in that light and everything like that yeah we hit on this last episode but I feel like you have to keep the like in your relationship that is just always at the end of the night at the end of the day at the end of an argument come back to finding an appreciation for who your partner is, the qualities that you fell in love with, they're still in there. Whether they're show the the bad qualities right now that's making you angry or overweighing that, you gotta get back to that is not all this person is. This person has great qualities that I do love. And then also just not taking yourself too seriously. Like life isn't that serious. I know you go through rough times and you have to figure that out and you have to work together. But always communicate, be on the same page and then Always just figure out how you can laugh together. Um, Maybe some people can't take jokes as much as other people, so maybe not everyone can do that. But joking with each other is fun. Finding things that you think are funny. Or just like like for us, like you say, like laugh together. Like we both love to do that. Maybe for other people it's just finding some kind of common interest of what they enjoy doing together. Like that is a friendship type of thing. They may, it may be 
whatever video game or whatever that is for that couple that they can do together and they enjoy doing together find a common ground yeah play a game put a puzzle together yeah talk about what you think about the puzzle oh these pieces are this way this joke like you don't have to but don't do any icky jokes (laughs) no icks (laughs) we're talking about doing an ick episode next next week yeah Yeah. i just thought about that okay this is, you have to ask this one. Okay. What do you think matters when considering a proposal? Financial security, just love, etc. Wow. Um. So a proposal would be, yes, proposing for marriage. Um. That needs to be something that, if this is a man proposing, which, and traditionally it is, uh, the guy needs to find that desire from within. I guess it could be influenced by outside sources, whatever. I just know sometimes in the South, people are always like, you need to get married so quickly, high school sweethearts, whatever, and you just feel pressure to propose. Maybe the girl is whatever putting pressure on you, but it needs to be something that both people desire. We want a commitment. We want this relationship. We want it to work. Um, financial security that's that's a big one i mean love can pay the bills to a certain extent until we're actually talking about it paying the bills and then it can't um what do you think i think for us um i think in most a lot of cases the girl is a lot more ready before the guy or pushy about it i know that was definitely the case with us i was just like we love each other, like, I'm ready to do this, let's, like, keep this moving along, or that's obviously my emotional brain, and you have more of a logical brain, so you were thinking about, we're both still in college, I had a semester left, and you had, like, a year or something, a year and a half or something, and so we weren't, didn't have full-time jobs, we weren't making money, so the thought of putting the money towards a ring, first of all, and then second of all, living and being able to survive was all going through your mind. And for me, I was like, oh, we'll figure it out. We'll make it like, we'll, we love each other. And at the end of the day, like everything else, we'll just like figure out and everything like that. So but I think the pressures out because I was talking about pressures and yes, there were outside pressures on me. But what I was saying was I did come to the point of, okay, I really do want this. I want that commitment. I want to live with her. I want to be with her. I don't want to have to leave her at night. I want to be able to sleep in the same bed and cook together and watch TV together and whatever. Once you get married, you find a way to make that work financially. Totally. I mean, if it's, if it's working two jobs, I mean, it's just what matters the most to you. Does it matter more to be with yeah. this person and if you're not living together and if you're not doing all these things already there are people like we said that are living together do, doing everything functioning in ways that I guess married couples would so for them there is no rush on that so it just kind of depends what your priority is is that your priority or is getting financially stable I don't think one is right and the other isn't it's just what matters to you more yeah I think sometimes I'll say yeah to your what you're about to say before you say it and I feel you like know it, what I'm about yeah, to say. I know where your mind's going I can like see it ticking and you'll say like one word and I know oh that's where she's going and I'm like yeah that's good <laughs> I feel like sometimes it may come across funny though you have you can read my mind <laughs> how often do you do it not to be weird but I wonder what is normal haha <laughs> I feel like that it definitely looks different for every couple. I don't think there's a normal. There's not a normal. And I think how long you've been together factors into it. Again, what you prioritize and everything like that. For us, it could, I feel like, range anywhere from three times a week to one time a week or something like that. But we have kind of set like a boundary for ourselves that we won't go more than a week like that's just something for us that we've said we you know life gets busy things happen and the uh, that by that time a week we'll get here and we'll be like oh my gosh like but just coming together and like that intimacy and everything we've just said like we won't let it be more than a week it may have been 10 days sometimes, but who's <laughs> counting? You know, you, you know, you're like has his log book and he's like, mm-hmm, you're going to mm-hmm. birth our, you're going to birth our child, but like, we'll just need to plan it around, you know, like right before you go in, we do uh, it. And then like seven days from then you should be ready to go. Right. Again. Right. As we see, this is a lot matters, usually a lot more to the men yeah. than, than the women, but you know, you found balance with it for sure. I think I read that one. Oh, you did. Sorry. Okay. 
Come on, stay with the program. All right. Did y'all date other people before you met? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was about to no. Just, I guess we can tap on that quick. But My. for me, I dated. So <laughs> for me, you asked the question. Uh, I answered. Okay, I didn't know that was the format. All right, yeah. go for it. Uh, we can change the format if you want. No, no. it works. Yes, I really only had one serious relationship, but it was three and a half years. It was a long one. Um, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, I dated several people before I had several relationships. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. That that's all I really need to say. I that's guess that's the question. Did yeah. y'all? I feel like we always want to like talk more like, about stuff, but yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, like we try to turn into some kind of advice. Like, don't yeah, date like, people. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. How to deal with jealousy and past hurt in a relationship? That we need to have a whole episode on that. For sure. But you can you can tackle it. Um, I think obviously jealousy is just always going to cause issues in a relationship is going to cause strife and turmoil and not trusting and it's just not healthy for a relationship it's obviously understandable to feel those things when you have come out of a relationship where someone was unfaithful to, to you or you've had bad experiences but I think when choosing that next person that you're with you you know, you can keep guards up until you know that you can trust that person. And at that point that they've proven to you that you can trust them, I think you just have to really train your mind and everything to trust that person. Because again, if you don't, it's just causes so much turmoil in the relationship. Yeah, that's good. I think past hurt kind of brews jealousy. Like if you haven't been hurt in the past, well, and insecurity. I think not feeling secure in who you are and what the relationship is, what you've agreed upon, the trust that's there, and past hurts. I think both of those things kind of lead to jealousy. Um, and so you can't control your past hurts. People are going to hurt you. People are going to break your heart. Uh, yeah, I think moving forward, it's communication. It comes back. You got to be on the same page of like, this is what. I find acceptable in a relationship as far as talking to other women or flirting or whatever you can get on the same page of and whatever is communicated and agreed upon in a mutual way that this is what our relationship we want it to look like. This is what I find acceptable or I desire in a relationship. This is unacceptable to me. And then just reassure each other. If once you make those decisions and make those guidelines, reassure one another and be like, look, I know that I am talking to this person, but I, I guarantee you that I'm not interested in that way, whatever. And, and people can lie, but I mean, that's that's where trust comes in and, and then you get hurt. That's where hurt comes in. Then the jealousy cycle starts over. But it is. It's a tough thing to navigate. For sure. Is this mine? I don't remember. <laughs> Okay. Have either of you ever had doubts in your relationship? I can answer this pretty quickly. I have not in this relationship and other uh, in the beginning. Oh, doubts, doubts if I'm the one. I thought it was like doubts of untrusting. Sorry. Or doubt sorry. doubts about you in general. Okay. Sorry. No, I never had doubts about you. I definitely like struggled with trust a little bit and everything when we first started dating. Um but no, never doubts about Jordan and if he was the one or if I wanted to be with him or anything like that. Yeah, um, I probably had some doubts in the beginning just because of how I was raised and kind of Kemper's background and outside influences and then some red flags I was seeing in her from previous relationships and the baggage she brought um, that that's not saying she's worse than me. I'm better than her. You can't determine how much baggage you bring into a relationship. That's just due to your life and how the cards played out for you. Um, but I loved her so much and I knew that I was had such an affection and adoration of who she was that if she showed like that she was willing to give a relationship a shot and kind of uh, go against some of the things that that sh that 
were habits from her old, and me too, habits from her old relationship and me too. Like I had bad habits from my old relationship and I needed to learn how a woman, whatever. I do think logically though, me being a logical being that, that doubts did creep in of just like get second guessing, like in the long run, is this going to be able to, I'm, I'm a, I'm a long-term kind of like, I always view long-term. Is this going to be sustainable? Can, can I commit to this woman? And if I do commit to this woman, if her baggage doesn't get any better or if her uh, flaws don't progress, do I love her enough to commit to her and say, I adore Kemper for who she is, no matter if you get better, no matter if these things fix, no matter if whatever, and I'm willing to commit to that for the rest of my life. And at the point, I did decide that that's how much I cared for you and I couldn't see my life without you. Right. No, I definitely was raised around like yelling and you know yelling raising your voice and just different things like that so that's and Jordan was just not raised in that at all so there weren't you know just different things like that so it was definitely something that I had to learn and and I'm glad that I did so you did Thoughts on living together before marriage beneficial for the relationship or not? I feel like we kind of went into that already. I think it's just each to your own. We didn't live together before marriage. Um, and we so that came from living, both lived with our parents. Yeah. So I remember when we were dating, we would just be like, oh, what was that? I put my foot down in the camera. I, I knew it started shaking uh-huh. and it's just shaking uh-huh. and I'm just being silly. Uh-huh. Um, I remember when we were dating, we would just be like, oh, I can't wait till we don't have to leave each other at night. Like, I remember that being uh-huh. the hardest thing. Like, I hated leaving each other. So, it was really fun when we got married and we were, like, spent, I mean, for, I feel like a whole year, we were just, like, so pumped when we went to bed and we were like, we don't have to leave each other tonight. So, again, that was each a year on. Yeah, that was, that was, like, really a push for marriage. We wanted to live together. Yeah. A benefit would be it gives you kind of insight on what life looks like together. Totally. Like some of those things we dealt with after we got married, after I committed to forever with you, I'm now living with you and kind of figuring out what that even looks like because we didn't know before. And so that could be a benefit, but I don't think it outweighs the the reward of waiting to be together. And so all of this stuff is new and you can go through the honeymoon phase and, and the infatuation phase is is part of you living together and being together. And those were just those were special moments. Yes, agreed. Do you have any daily habits, rituals slash habits slash rituals that help keep you in a positive mindset? Um I think that we just try to focus not on the negatives or what somebody isn't doing or putting heavy expectations on the other person because when you do that, you're going to be disappointed or let down or see negative like thoughts in general. So I feel like we just try to keep a positive mindset and again if you're both staying in that place of serving each other and putting each other first then it's going to keep you in a healthier mindset I think than focus on what is this person not doing for me or what am I lacking and that can be hard when your needs aren't being met there is a balance between the two of those things but maybe just we try to focus on the good things and when something negative does happen not jumping to a really negative mindset but just like communicating that and I don't know I feel like communication always keeps is something to helps keep a relationship like positive and understand being understanding to each other and stuff yeah our daily habits and rituals are different than the average couples because we spend every minute of every day together pretty much so I mean we have to have us figured out like we have to have our relationship uh I was about to say pruned. Pruned? I've never heard that before. Is that even a word? Does that make sense? <laughs> like, explain. You have to have your relationship like primed. Primed. Is that what you mean? And working like a well-run machine, I think a well-oiled machine. Was what, but I mean, but maybe, pruned. Maybe pruned too. I mean, I'm now thinking of the word plucked as well. I have no clue. Maybe that's what pruned all the means. P words. Um our relationship really has to be working or else like days can turn negative if we're if if we get off 
And so, uh, hence this podcast, we're here talking about our relationship. We have spent so much time figuring this out because it has to be figured out and we have to be on the same page or else our business struggles to run, uh, things struggle to get done around the house. We're here every single day. So days around your partner aren't enjoyable if we're not figured out. So that's just very important to us. It's at the top of our priorities. So our habits and rituals look a little different. I I would say something like get up and make your significant other a latte, but people don't have that kind of time. I understand that they don't wake up together. They have different jobs. So I don't know if it'd be completely applicable, but whatever time you spend together needs to be beneficial. And so figuring out a way to when you enter that time together, whether it's she needs to take a 30 minute bath and clear her mind after a day and you need to figure out yourself out and like get to a place when where you come together, you're not having baggage from your day. Or maybe if it is baggage, you you up front with the person say, I have some baggage from today. I'd like to just discuss with you and get it off my chest so we can move forward with our time in a, in a, positive mindset kind of way yes i agree am i reading this one i think so we probably don't have that many more we've been spending lots of time always (laughs) do you ever just agree to disagree totally i feel like we it's not often it's not often but i think there are times when and it's not a sense of like, well, let's just agree to disagree. And like, we're kind of still, there's still some strife there and we go our separate ways. I think we always come to a place of understanding where the other person is coming from, but we still may just feel a little differently about the situation. And so we'll just say, you know, like, I get why you feel this way. This is how I feel. And like, we can just kind of agree to disagree on this situation. And this is something silly, but if I'm saying the grass is green, she's saying it's blue. That can be figured out. That could be proven. And so there's no sense in disagreeing to agree, agreeing to disagree. Um, but there are things that just in life are, how do you feel about this? There are gray areas. You can't, sometimes it's about past conversations. Like, how did this play out? Did he say this or did, was I the one that said it or were you, it wasn't recorded. There's no video evidence. There's no audible audio evidence. So it's like, sometimes it's just, okay, if you did say it, this is what it means. If I did say it, this is what it means. We can't prove it. I know we both believe we said it or didn't say it or whatever it was, but you kind of just, that could be a situation where it's like, look, does it change that I love you? No. Does it change that you love me and want what's best for me? No. In the future, this is how maybe this should play out or whatever. Yes. You know? Yep. I agree. Just sit over there shaking your head. Yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. It's <laughs> all good things. Um, Best advice on how to handle arguments. I just kind of hit that. Okay. Right? I think so. The only other thing I would say towards it is um, let each other talk and speak their your piece. I can be really bad at something I still continue to work on, but... When Jordan says something, if I don't agree with it or I have a thought on that specific thing, I'll interrupt and, like, cut him off. And it's a really bad habit, and it's something I still have to work on. But I think it's important to let the other person get all of their thoughts out. And instead of automatically also just jumping to a defense about it, just, like, understand, actually. Like, don't go into defense mode. Just actually, like, listen to them and remove your feelings for a second and try to understand where they're coming from. Hear what they're saying, and then you can express your feelings and your thoughts on the situation. And then at the end of the day, I would say with the argument, especially before going to bed, that's something that we have said from before we ever got married is we will never go to bed angry at each other. And so just make sure that you resolve the argument so that you're not, it's not carrying over into the next day and then the next day and the next day. Just come to a place of resolve. That may mean you have to, if emotions are heightened, you may have to say, hey, let's take like 30 minutes. We've said that before. I've been like, I'm like worked up. We need to like just come back to this in, in a second. And so we'll go apart for a second and then come back to it and just always resolve eventually the. Yes. Something you said in the beginning, I'm trying to remember. You said let like, let someone get their full statement out and don't interrupt. I think a big part of that, which comes back to, and this may be guy thing, it may be a girl thing, whatever, but when you get defensive, when someone goes to argue a point at you, blah, 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 this is how I feel, whatever, blah, 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 you'll have thoughts that creep into your head of, oh, I can defend it this way. 
and then you're just waiting to get that out and you just like shut off listening and understanding where this person's coming from and so it's I feel like that's a good thing if I could like put that into words like letting letting the person fully make their point and try to see which is what you said try to see where they're coming from before giving your defense like oh this well I didn't do this you know I didn't well it doesn't matter if I didn't do this or not how did it make you feel if I didn't do this but it still made you feel this way I apologize that that what I did made you feel that way maybe that's a valid feeling maybe it's a hyper sensitive feeling whatever it is if something I did made you feel that way I'm sorry for it right where and try to get to that point instead of getting to I didn't do that yeah. you said I did that and I, that's not what I was doing with that just become coming to the place where you're not on opposing teams like in a relationship like it shouldn't feel like you're on opposing teams like you're on the same team you have a common goal if you're in a healthy relationship your goal is at the end of the day to like be at peace and to love each other and to understand each other so we're both working towards the same goal so we have to put aside pride and selfishness and and emotions and whatever that may be to and it it doesn't just come naturally like it is something you have to really force yourself to do but at the end of the day you're on the same team so this doesn't happen after one year of being together or two years or this didn't happen for us four years i feel like it's something we're like we're 10 years yeah like we still can have moments where we still still know we have to practice for sure which maybe if you get into i'm going off on a different point here but you get into a relationship later in life you do expect a little bit more of maturity level coming from people just because they've had life experiences you know we were 18 19 we didn't have those life experiences and so we were learning everything and maturing as we went maybe in relationships you do have a little bit of a higher standard if you're dating later in life just people should have a little bit more respect and you come to these things earlier maybe if you start dating at 30 it doesn't happen at 40 like it did for us 10 years down the road maybe it's already there and that's great for your relationship but always try to get to the the things that you were saying i think that's great for sure what do your parents think of each significant other and how you how do you introduce them that's a funny one okay my parents had never met kemper they only saw pictures of her on like facebook and online um and I was 18 going into college. She looked like a woman. She was always like makeup and like red lipstick, like dark lipstick. And the girl I had come out of a relationship with was a little more not as red lipsticky. She just didn't so, wear much like makeup or anything. She was at more all, natural, more yeah. home, homey or yeah. homely. Yeah. Or homey. She was a homey and she, she was, was also homely. homely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so my parents were actually pretty. Uh, your mom was just like, oh, my God. Like, she told me after me and his they mom They thought I was dating close, a 30-year-old woman, and I was 18. Yeah, they were like, Shh, this is a woman. And then she, your mom said she was, like, around me for the first time, and I have how, a hair and a bun. No, no how this happened, on. this is good. This is a good story. Me and my best friend and Kemper were pulling up to my house. I was needing to grab something because we're all going to see a movie. And so they hadn't met her yet. We're just still hanging out as friends, whatever. And so I run inside to just grab, like change my shirt and come back outside. And so I'm in my room, like changing my shirt. And I hear like the front door open. And I know that in the living room is my mom, dad, and then like brother and sister-in-law. And then so I I hear the front door open. And I'm like, I guess that's my best friend coming in, like my guy best friend, Ben, coming in and I hear Kemper's voice and like, hey, I'm Kemper. <laughs> and I was like, what? This is not supposed to be happening. I like rushed out of my room. I'm like, what is going on here? No, Ben was his friend. We were in the car and and I was like, I mean, I feel rude. Like them knowing that I'm sitting out here. I haven't met them before. And I'm just like sitting out here and I'm not coming in and say, hey, like, I feel like that's weird and rude. And Ben was like, let's go in and say, hey. And I was like, okay. So we just like beep off in there. I have my hair in like a messy bun, no makeup on. And I'm like, hey. Like, I'm Kimber or whatever. And uh, my parents, they were doing some craft. And so their like laps were full. Yeah, they and were so like, and they were, no one got up. Everybody just kind of like looked over. It was like, I love his family. They're amazing and they're awesome. And I'm super close with his mom and everything. But, anyways, they just kind of all like looked at me. But <laughs> your mom ended up saying after that, that, you know, after that moment, she was like, oh, okay. Like, she's not this like woman. She's just like this cute girl, like, that's 
you know, bubbly and like whatever. So. This was your whole attempt to like baby trap me, though. You like got to my house and like m- introduced yourself to my parents. I'm without like, me I'm going to be around for a while. <laughs> um, and then for my parents, it was just I was dating a guy um, at the time that they did not care for or approve of. And it wasn't the healthiest relationship. But so when Jordan kind of started coming around, of course, he's perfect so my family was head over heels and they were just like oh my gosh and you know the more like your mom or somebody pushes something on you the more you're just like it makes me not want to because I'm like I know what you're doing and she's like oh his teeth are so his great teeth and I'm like (laughs) okay mom like whatever anyways my family was loved him to death and so How do you come back together after a fight, and how do you get through one? I think we kind of touched okay. on that already. And again, we'll do another one of these episodes in the future and answer more questions. So this is not your only chance to get your question answered. Okay, two more. We'll do... Um, Enneagram? Enneagram. Okay. What, what are your Enneagram types, and how do you work with them? I've, like, completely abandoned the... the set up here the, the, the what you yeah. said the method was and i was like <laughs> i'm getting in trouble for i'm terrible I'm no sorry. it's fine um what are your enneagram types and how do you work with them in your couple that's a whole episode don't answer that one we can say our enneagram okay. types. I, I am my type two and type nine are so close i think my type two at one point we took it was like 100 or 98 and then my uh type nine was like 96 or something like so they're very odd so i just always say two and nine or mine and then i was growing up growing up i was a type one i know your type isn't supposed to change you're born with it and it never changes no people do say that it does change as you get older like what your type is like when you're and then like when you're a kid and stuff and then when you go into the real world and you're just like functioning differently that it can like i've heard it can change yeah we need to research this because i grew up kind of a one um and now i'd say i'm like seven three yeah yes a mix yeah okay last question last one spiciest one how do you keep sex spicy oh i'm supposed to start that one huh since you yeah, asked. Yeah, go for it. Or did we abandon the the structure? No, we'll keep the structure. Um, so <clears throat> Kemper and I <laughs> we like to. <laughs> no. Um we've never struggled with this one, honestly. No, even though we've been together for that's what I was telling like Joe about this question as I was like, I feel like this question's asked like we're like We've been together for like so long or old married couple. And I was like, well, we have actually been together for like, uh, whatever, 10, 10 years. So it's it, a valid question. Years, but sex can definitely become yeah. less spicy or yeah. bland. Yeah. So maybe you don't want to keep it spicy. Maybe you want it to be sweet. And the vanilla. No, not vanilla. Oh. Sweet. That's oh, okay. different. Oh. Yeah. You have sweet <laughs> sex. You have spicy sex, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. <laughs> um. So I would, we've never struggled with this, so it's hard to speak. We're probably not even, I don't need to speak, but I'll give some <laughs> thoughts that I have. Um, well, one thought, and I think the biggest thing is openly communicate exactly what you expect, what you're feeling. If you're struggling with not being attracted, if you're struggling with other things, if you're whatever it may be, always communicate that with your partner so you can put it out there. Things that get hidden sexually can be uh, the downfall of a relationship, can come up 30 years down the road, can your kids can figure it out. Like It's not something you want in a relationship are secretive things. Now, if you're open and you communicate and you decide that these things are fine, I'm, this is acceptable, this is, I'm okay with this, but also let people change. Maybe they were okay with it when you started dating and now five, ten years later, they don't feel the same way and they've changed their okayness on a certain topic. Um, I know these are very general just like terms, but communication is not general. Communicate how you feel, keep it open, keep it honest so that both of you are on the same page and know what to expect. I also, do you want to say something to that? Cause I can, I not really. I, I, I feel like honestly, like sex topics are, I can definitely speak to them or whatever, but I feel like it's more of a, um, typically more of a guy thing on like, Oh, I need sex to stay spicy and whatever. I feel like there are girls who 
maybe function that way. But I think for the majority of girls, especially as a relationship progresses, like that's not what's the most important to them is like, how do I keep my sex life spicy? It's like, we're kind of just probably usually content. It's more of like a male's like, um, they could probably go longer than one week without sex. Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of women at, at stages in their life could. And I remember your mom telling me things like that when we were dating and I was 18 and she's like, like when you get older, these things, and I'm like so just like um like hormonal and just like wanting to rip your clothes off twenty four seven. You're looking for I don't know hormonal, hormonal. right? Yeah, yeah. And anyways, and so she was like, "It's gonna be different." And I just remember thinking, "No, like I'm gonna feel this way forever. I'm just gonna like whatever." And it's just like it, it that is a reality. Like, it, and it's not that I don't love love being sexual and like with you and and love all of those things, but it just looks typically pretty different for a female than a male but yeah something else i would say is a lot of guys i know and this may be getting way too deep and maybe we need a full conversation on this but a lot of guys i know grow up looking at porn and i think that's a touchy topic in some relationships it can be if you're not honest about it it just creates unreal typically unrealistic standards for like sex that's where i was headed Yeah. yeah It creates mindsets and it creates expectations of women that just aren't realistic. I mean, these people literally are paid actors and actresses. Like, I get it's a weird gray area where, oh, yeah, I get they're paid, but this is like a girl should want me to do this. And it's like, maybe they shouldn't. Like, talk to them and figure out what your significant other wants. Now, if that's something that I think sex is very it's one of the most important things in a relationship to be on the same page about totally and so just always communicate what you want what you desire what you expect what you think you need what you might could give up on like if it were me like at the beginning we would have done it probably every single day but that just wasn't and we did sometimes like on our honeymoon and and shortly after that whatever but i don't know i just think always find always try to give as much as you can like I I get where you're coming from and maybe it isn't something you're willing to budge on but I love Kimper enough where there uh, there's a lot of things in my life I'll budge on just because I want her to feel loved and happy and I know she feels the same way she'll do the same for me and so when you come from that background this is also how to get through arguments as well this is just like a good thing in marriage is find an appreciation and a love and a care for someone so much that you'll change who you are because you want what's best for them. But you have to also trust on the other end of it that you're getting that in return because it, it that's the only way it works. Is it if can't both be pe- one-sided. Yes, if both people are trusting and, and, and making changes to make sure the other person feels loved and cared for, then both people are you meet in the middle and it's not just taken advantage of or manipulated or whatever. Yes. For sure. I agree. Lots of questions. Maybe actually not as many as we wanted to, but we, we gave as, as deep and as thorough of answers as, as we thought of. You yeah, know. for sure. You guys asked some good questions and we'll definitely do this again if we didn't get to your question. For sure. Just definitely like, you know, when we do another one of these, send it in again and we'll we'll answer more. Lots lots more of these yes. to come in the future. Well, I, I love this. I love just getting to be raw and real and, and just answer questions and talk to, I wish only thing that could be better is them right here us getting to talk to them and just bounce ideas back and forth you for know sure. but yeah. I think we have a good episode coming up next week we've already decided it it's the X. yes and so that's gonna be a fun when we're gonna talk through maybe some some things that give us that icky gross feeling or yeah whatever. I'm excited that's gonna be very interesting very very entertaining yes we hope you guys have a good weekend we'll catch you on the other side of this yes see you guys later bye bye